Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on the We Thrive podcast, a podcast where we share stories from entrepreneurs around the world. My name is Casey Clark, and I'm your host, also founder and chief growth officer of C. Clark Consulting. And today I'll be interviewing Kim Dow, who is the owner of SAS Magazine and SAS Creative Studios. So thank you so much for joining us, Kim. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm Kim. I have owned my business for almost 13 years now. I am from Frederick, Maryland, which is in uh, Western Maryland, about an hour outside of Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. Um, and I went to school, I, I was always interested in both math and art, which are like two totally opposite things. So when I went to school, I wasn't quite sure which direction I was going to go in until I found it, found and landed on graphic design, which kind of, to me, combined uh, the problem solving skills of math and then the artistic side of art. So I got my degree in, in graphic design, um, started out my, my uh, career in, as a graphic designer. And then after several years in a, um, working in a small company, um, I kind of got to the point where there was nowhere left for me to go. There was, nowhere, there was no more growth in that company. And I had always had kind of an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and I knew that it was, it was time for me to really just take that leap and to start my own business. So about almost 13 years ago, I started my graphic design business, uh, which was then uh, called Calico Design, basically with um, my laptop and sitting on my couch and with my dog staring at me with no clients. <laughs> um, I just kind of took a leap and that has now evolved into 13 years of business we are now SAS creative studios we've also launched uh five years ago we launched SAS magazine which is a women's lifestyle and a professional magazine um i've had you know a flux uh it's fluctuated uh how many staff that i've had but we've kept it really small from anywhere between two to five people um and yeah it all started basically with just taking that taking that leap um literally with a laptop and no no clients and just building it into what is now um uh you know a business that i like to think is, is thriving and growing still awesome every time i hear you say that you've been in business 13 years i'm like what did she like start this when she was 15 or something like it just it's hard to believe <laughs> so. uh, i love you i love you too. you're my favorite <laughs> Yes, let's let's go with that. Yes, I was 15. 15 okay, got it. <laughs> awesome. So, you know, you mentioned that you feel like your business is thriving. So what exactly does that mean to you? So thriving to me means doing what you, what's in your gut, what you feel is your, I don't even want to say passion, but what you feel is your strength and what you kind of were meant to do and doing it in a way that's true for you. Um, so thriving for me, you know, it also means continuous growth. It means um, never being stagnant, always, always growing, always evolving, always um, 
problem solving for a better way to do something. Um, so that's kind of what thriving means to me, um, that it's always ongoing in a good way, in yeah. a good way. Awesome. So what obstacles have you had to overcome while attempting to get you and your business to thrive? Oh, geez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a loaded question, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, for those of you, for those of you who are listening and who are entrepreneurs who have gone and started your own business, you can relate. There are a lot of obstacles. For those of you who might be listening, who have dreams of becoming an entrepreneur, there are a lot of obstacles. <laughs> um, it's not, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not an easy path. Um, it definitely isn't an easy path, but for some of us, it's the only path because that's kind of just who we are and we have to sort of forge our own path. Um, so obstacles that I have faced. Um, well, when I first started my business, I, I was a young, young female. Um, I got overlooked a lot. I, um, you know, had to sort of prove to people. I also tend to look younger than I am. <laughs> um, but, but back then, I mean, I, some people like d didn't take me seriously as a, as a business owner um, and as a professional. So that was always something that I've had to, to overcome. Um, um, I've also overcome obstacles. Um, when I first started, I'll, I always remember this story. When I first started, SAS magazine, which is a print, uh, print and digital magazine, um, started out as a print. I remember talking to um, somebody in the community who was, uh, had been in for a while. He was, uh, you know, a pretty well-known um, business person in the community. And he was just like, why would you want to start a print magazine? Print's dead. Like, that just doesn't seem like a good business uh, you know, smart business sense. And, you know, I explained to him, I'm like, well, I really feel like this is something that's needed in our community. There's a gap. We don't have anything that celebrates women um, in our, in our space. Um, we don't have anything that celebrates women entrepreneurs. We don't have a place for them to share their stories. I really feel like, you know, this is something that our community needs and I'm just, I'm going to go for it. And he was just like, I can't believe it. You know, I just, um, and it was, it was a little discouraging for me because it was somebody who was well-respected, but I'll tell you what, that man, and it was somebody who I had also just met as well. Oh, wow. So it wasn't like somebody I knew. Um, that man actually came two days later to my office and apologized. And <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm really sorry, you know, that I, that I didn't get your vision, but after hearing you talk, you know, go for it. Like sometimes we need to just take a step, take a leap of faith and like do what we, we, what we feel is needed. And that was five years ago. And yeah, it was a hard time to start a magazine, um, especially in print. People thought we were crazy, but we're still, you know, we're still doing it. So that was an obstacle. Um, Did that fuel your fire? Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely did. I mean, yeah, it definitely did. I have sort of a lot of times have a fire where I'm like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to prove you wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. I thought we had that in common. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. Oh, just watch me. Um, yeah. So I do have a, that little, little mentality in me. So yeah, that did fuel the fire a little bit. Um, I also have some, uh, some personal obstacles that I face. I, I, um, 
struggle with anxiety. I have um, some anxiety issues. And about two years ago, I um, had went through a really, really bad burnout phase, burnout and, and depression phase. Um, and a lot of it was, some of it was personal, and, um, but a lot of it was business related. Um, we lost three of our largest clients in one year. I had just like brought on two new employees. Um, so there was also that, you know, that financial um, struggle. Um, unexpected things like losing clients due to their budget cuts um, while I had just literally just planned for a very large growth year um, based on, you know, previous years. And it, it, it's tough. Um, so yeah, so lots, definitely lots of obstacles. Um, and there's, all, there's like daily obstacles. I mean, even today, like my computer was being a jerk. So like that, you know, that's an obstacle. There's, there's things all the time that happen. Um, and I think that that is, in a way, what sets entrepreneurs apart, I always, what sets entrepreneurs apart is that we're problem solvers and we get shit done. Like when it has to be done, we have a way, when, when we are up against the wall and we need to, we have a way of prioritizing and knowing or figuring out, I should say, not knowing because it's not innate. It's definitely just problem solving and learning and experience um, to just, overcome those obstacles in the way that we need to, to keep moving forward, to keep thriving, if you will. Are there any other obstacles that you face that kind of stand out to you? Um, other obstacles, when you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you bring on a team, um, there's always a lot of obstacles there with finding the right people um, not just for your business, but also the right people who work together. Um, so I've had some obstacles over the years of just navigating employees um, and finding that right balance of who, who we need um, to continue to grow. Um, so I think that that's also, and, and it's also a mental obstacle for me as an owner because I feel such a, such a responsibility for my employees um, that a lot that sometimes it's hard to think business versus relationships and it's 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 always that you know that fine line or that fusing those lines and figuring out where that balance is because as small business owners I mean you know we've I've had two to five employees, that's not a lot of people. Like I'm close with every single one of those employees. Um, right. And they're not just employees. They're, you know, they're people. Like they've moved here to work for me. They're, they bought they bought a new house because they're able, like I'm able to give them, uh, you know, a, a, a career. They plan families. Like it's a really big responsibility. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. So what resources have you used to kind of help you overcome obstacles or even just help you thrive in general? So the biggest thing that's helped me overcome obstacles um, and move forward is having a, having um, like a tribe of uh, trusted people. So I'm, 
you know, I'm very lucky. My family um, is very supportive of me. My husband is my, you know, biggest supporter, biggest cheer cheerleader. And that is great to have that on the, on the personal side. But I think as entrepreneurs and business owners, you also have to have people who are also in business, who can relate to your struggles and your obstacles. So I've been lucky that for the past, geez, I don't even know how many years, I've been getting together, um, you know, monthly, bi-monthly with a group of other female business owners. Um, we're all in the creative space, but we all do, you know, slightly different things. And we just meet for lunch and like talk about our, our problems, help each other out, are each other's cheerleaders, share resources. And that has been invaluable, um, you know, to, ha to have that group who, who also, after so many years, like they've seen me, they, they, we were meeting before I even started SAS Magazine. I remember announcing to them this is what I'm going to do. They were the, the first people outside of my family who I like said it out loud to. Um, and likewise, I've been able to watch them grow their businesses from different, different parts and through, you know, different struggles, through different staff, through different pivots um, and knowing each other's businesses so well uh, that that's been an invaluable like asset and um, resource. So anybody who's listening, I highly recommend whether you, you know, have a business bestie and it's one person or a group of people that you can rely on and, and be really honest with and they're honest mm -hmm. with you because um, you just need that support. Yeah, and you can't get the proper support if you're putting on some sort of facade. Exactly. Yeah. And it's also hard to get that support from people who aren't also entrepreneurs and business owners because it is a... You can talk about business with anyone but you can't really understand business until you've been in it yeah absolutely so any other resources that you feel have kind of just catapulted you or just been invaluable um that uh, that is definitely the biggest one i also think having like i said the right the right team members um finding those right people to fill those those needs and, and having them be self-motivated and self-sufficient and also problem-solving on their own mm -hmm. um, is a great, uh, it, you know, valuable resource. Is that kind of what you're looking for? Or are you looking yeah. for, like, programs or, you no, know? Like, no, anything that's helped you. I mean, if people are your resource, then that's great. Yeah, I would say people are my resources, best resources. Okay, awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the resources and kind of creating a legacy. So first, what exactly does like legacy mean to you or what comes to mind when you hear that word? So legacy means to me leaving your mark on a community, on people, and have yeah, leaving that mark and, and having them remember something that you did or some kind of service you provided or some kind of value that you provided that impacted their lives in a positive way. So are you doing anything actively? Like, I know you're young, <laughs> it's 
since, you know, you were 15 when you started. (laughs) (laughs) Have you like started to think that far ahead or thought like, this is what I'd really like people to remember me as? Yes and no. And that's a hard question, of course. Like, I'm not ready to, you know, I don't have any plans soon to like hand over a business or like leave my legacy. I mean, unless I got the chance to like move to the Caribbean or something, and then I'd be like, I'm out. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so that it is hard to think about um, like what that end goal or that end game kind of is. I hope that SAS, my, my goal is that SAS magazine continues to keep going even after I'm maybe, I've done my part for it. Like, because it is a resource to empower women um, in business and in life and a way for women to share their stories, real women's stories and everyday women's stories. Um, and it's also created this, um, this wonderful community that, you know, was kind of an unexpected, like, um, side effect of, of the magazine that we, when we first planned the magazine, we didn't really think about the community side of things, but it's something that's really, really grown. And, you know, it's so cool for me to hear stories of women who are like, oh, I met I met so-and-so at one of your girls' night out events, and now we're best friends and we meet for lunch all the time. Or I met so-and-so at this Like a Boss event, and now we're working together, or we've partnered together to start a business. I mean, we hear all of these stories. Or I read that story in your article, and it gave me the, you know, the, the strength to go ahead and adopt a child. Like, we're talking, like, big life changes. Um, so that is sort of amazing that those things that I, that not even me, but that SAS has had a small part in these changes for people's lives. Um, and I love, I want to see that legacy continue on. That's awesome. Yeah, I know I've gone to a few of your girls' nights out and there's definitely that sense of community there. So I yeah, like yeah. Awesome. All right, so let's talk about some golden nuggets. So what are some nuggets that you would give people who are either struggling, you know, to thrive in their business or who may be looking at starting a business? Like, do you have any tips for them? I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> one, my biggest tip is you can't do it alone. You need to find whether that's you know, like I said, a business bestie or a group of people who are also business owners just to start a, like kind of a support group or people that you can ask questions to, or whether that's, you know, finding uh, the right team members for certain aspects of your business. Um, but when, whether you're in business now or you're just, you're thinking about starting, like think about who those people are, who you need. Um, and, and maybe, you know, you don't need them right away, but just think about like what that looks like, whether that's, you know, something as simple as everybody kind of knows that they need an accountant, you know, if they're running a business. Um, but who is that like right accountant for you? Um, so 
and think about who those people will be. So that's my, my first and foremost one is you, you just can't do it by yourself. Um, because that leads me to the next one. If you try to do too many things, you will get burnt out. And from somebody who um, had like legit burnout, and I'm talking like a couple months um, of physical and mental burnout, is make sure that you do practice self-care. And it's hard as entrepreneurs to do that because we're always, there's no off. I mean, even when we, you know, there's no, it's not a nine to five job. Like there's no off switch when you own your business. Like you're always kind of on. That doesn't mean that you have to be checking your emails at all hours of the night or, you know, doing work all the time, but your, your mind is always thinking. Um, so because of that, make sure that you practice self-care, you know, take vacations, celebrate wins, go get a massage, whatever it is, whatever it looks like to you, take a walk during the day, um, whatever that looks like to you, just make sure that you are making time for yourself, um, even if it's just small pockets of time, yeah. um, so that you don't, so that you are the best version of yourself to grow your business. Because you can't really grow it from a state of, like, overwhelm and burnout. Yeah, absolutely. It's like your brain just is like, sorry, I'm not working. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So any other nuggets that you have? Um, I think those are the two big ones. Uh, I guess the other one would be give yourself some grace. Um, especially, especially during now, you know, this is such a weird time, yeah. um, right now, especially for small business owners, uh, everybody's, we're doing the best that we can basically. So give yourself grace. Um, and I, I told in another group that I was in, I'm like, but, but don't just say you're giving yourself grace, like actually give yourself like, <laughs> grace, <laughs> um, and know that you don't have to get everything done all at once and really try to prioritize what you can, what you can do in a, in a certain time frame and what's most important. Yeah. Like that email will still be there in an hour. <laughs> exactly. It'll still be there tomorrow even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a hard one to learn. I, I struggled with that myself. So I definitely can appreciate that feedback. Yeah. Yeah. So I think those are my big three. Okay. Awesome. So are there any other thoughts that you haven't mentioned that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I guess my one thought would be, and this is specifically for people who are thinking about going into business. And I always tell people entrepreneurship is not, is not for everybody and that's totally fine. And it's not easy. You, you know, you see things on Instagram or on social media or things where people are like, oh, you know, I made money overnight just when I'm sleeping. Well, that doesn't happen overnight. And they're not, you know, they might get to a point where they're doing that, but they put in a lot of work and a lot of hours to get to that point. So don't think that it's, that it's easy. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, if you're thinking about and you want to know whether you're, it's time or not, what I always tell people is if it's the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning and the last thing you think about when you go to bed, and it's something that even throughout the day is always in the back of your head, you might be ready for it. Um, yeah. So, but having said that, 
also make sure that you have a plan um, to go into it. So even though I said when I started, I had no clients and I had a laptop and my dog and that's about it. I, my husband and I, we also had like saved up for a whole year. We knew that I, I had set the goal in January of uh, 2007 and to, that by the end of the year, I would quit my job and then I would start my business in 2008. So we had a whole year where we, you know, we saved, saved money. We didn't go on any trips. We, you know, we, we didn't eat out as much. Like we were saving knowing that there was going to be uh, several months where I would have no income. So I, I would also, you know, encourage people to, to plan in whatever way that means for you. For us, it was to plan financially. Um, it was also to plan, you know, getting things in line, like figuring out a name, getting, getting our name registered, figuring out like website, branding, like all of that kind of stuff and how I would, how I, how I would go about getting clients and what type of clients. So think about all of that stuff before you kind of pull the trigger on it in a, in a sense, um, just so that you are really going into it with, um, with a plan and, um, and, and knowing for me, knowing that for that whole year, like that was the goal and knowing that by the end of that year, I was, I was still all in, it, it, it was the time for me. So I, I knew it. So I, that would be the only other thing that I would suggest to people is just take that time to, to plan. Yeah. I love it. And I mean, like you said, if they're waking up and going to bed, you know, not able to stop thinking about it. I think that's a huge indicator. Like as scary as it might be, take the leap. <laughs> yep. You might be ready. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate having you today and all the nuggets that you have. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Stephen Lamar Moore, who has produced our theme music for our podcast. So thank you again, Kim. And I look forward to continuing to thrive with you in the Frederick community and beyond. Thank you so much. Uh, if I may also just, if anybody is interested in SAS Magazine, you can follow us on Instagram at SAS Magazine. Awesome, yes. And we'll be sharing uh, the social media handles as well. So thank you again, Kim, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Casey, this was great. <laughs>